Lord, I've never been this homesick before. stand brother looper's gonna come and as he's coming could we give god another big hand clap this morning praise the lord hallelujah hallelujah thank you jesus thank you jesus thank you jesus praise the lord everybody it's good to be in the house of the lord today Lord bless you. you. May be seated. So thankful for God's goodness, His mercy, and His blessings, allowing us to be in His house to worship and to praise His wonderful name. I love the Lord today. Amen. I don't find any fault with my God. He's been good to me. Amen. And I am so thankful for another opportunity to be in His house to worship Him. So thankful for this glorious truth. Amen. Amen. I am so thankful that the Lord has allowed me to know him in the power of the Holy Ghost. And uh, so good to see everyone that is here today. And uh, I'm glad that you're in the house of God, our guests that are here. Honored that you come to be with us this morning. I was kind of waiting on the Sunday school classes to come in. I don't know what they got going on out there, but... Anyway, it's good to see everyone that is here. Good to see LD here today. And uh, glad that he's in the house of God with us. And uh, we are so thankful for all of God's mercy. Amen. We had a good time uh, Friday night with the young marrieds and had a wonderful time eating and fellowshipping together. And uh, thank Brother Trey Sister Ashley Gore for getting that together. Then uh, tonight, remember Brother Pixler will be back here with us tonight. And uh, service schedule will be, uh, go back to normal schedule. We'll have services Sunday and Wednesday. 
and uh, looking forward to Brother Pixler being here with us tonight, preaching the Word of God, and uh, enjoyed his company and fellowship, and enjoyed the Word of the Lord that he's given to us the last couple of weeks, and looking forward to God doing something great for us tonight. And uh, then next week, we're going to have a, a celebration here, and uh, Brother and Sister Baldry have... Uh, I don't know how you would put that, retired or just uh, taken off for a period of time, but um, uh, from uh, being Sunday school superintendent, so we're going to have a special service here Sunday morning for them in honor of them and appreciate their work that they've done for years here. And uh, done such a wonderful, wonderful job and uh, always full of energy and very energetic and uh, whatever whatever was going on they were right in the middle of it and still doing such a great job with the golden eagles and uh, always has something comical to say about everything i think and uh, so a merry heart doth good like a medicine so it's good to be happy in the lord amen serving god is a happy life Amen. It's a good life. You don't have to be down and out and depressed and and uh, feeling bad about everything that's going on. And But when you know God, you know peace and you know joy and you know happiness. Amen. You know love because God is love when you know God. And uh, so uh, we're looking forward to God doing something great for us today and looking forward to the service tonight and uh, God doing something great for us in his house. So if you have your Bibles, if you'll stand with us, turn to Jeremiah chapter number 18. Jeremiah chapter number 18, and starting at verse number 1. And uh, if you are a guest here today, we want you to know that we are so glad that you come to be with us. I want you just to join in and worship God together with us. And... Uh, get something from the Lord. That is our prayer today. Jeremiah chapter 18, verse number 1. The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause thee to hear my words. Then I went down to the potter's house, Jeremiah was very attentive to what the Lord had to say. A lot of people nowadays would argue with what God said. But God told him to go to the potter's house. And uh, so he said, I went down to the potter's house. And behold, he wrought a work on the wheels. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. So he made it again another vessel, as seemed good to the potter to make it. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, O house of Israel, cannot I do with you as this potter? Saith the Lord, behold, as the clay is in the potter's hands, are the potter's hand, so are ye in mine hand, O house of Israel. 
God told Jeremiah, said, go down to the potter's house. I'm going to give you a word when you get there. So Jeremiah got a word from the Lord watching the potter make a vessel of clay. When the potter made a vessel, it was not exactly like he wanted. The scripture said that he made it again another vessel as seemed good to the potter. And then the word of the Lord told Jeremiah, he said, O house of Israel, what this potter has done with this clay and with this vessel that he made, that he remade again, he said, I can do the very same thing to the house of Israel. Lord bless you for standing for the reading of the word of the Lord. Thank you. You may be seated. I want to preach to you for a little while this morning from this subject. A vessel is a terrible thing to waste. A vessel is a terrible thing to waste. I, I, I don't know if it's still a, a um, slogan or what of nowadays, but I can remember in the past, a few years ago, they, they had a slogan was on the billboards and everywhere you come and uh, come across, it would say, a mind is a terrible thing to waste. I believe what they were talking about was blowing your mind on drugs. And uh, so uh, this was a great campaign that they started to try to encourage young people not to destroy yourself with drugs and uh, with the things of this world that would destroy. But, uh, you know, there is, there is something about God that God likes to take some little something that is not very impressive in the eyes of people in the eyes of the world and make something very special out of it. As I, I look in the Word of God and I would find uh, different places in God's Word where it is speaking about vessels and the importance of vessels and how that God, it just seems that God likes vessels. And uh, when you're reading in the Word of God, vessels are mentioned Mentioned, mentioned many, many, many times in the Word of God. And then the majority of the times where vessels are mentioned, it is God doing something with vessels. That God is, is making a vessel of honor. Or God is, is bringing a vessel out of, out of a place and putting it in a place that God can use it. We find in Joshua chapter number 6 where... The children of Israel, I'll read you a couple of, of verses from Joshua chapter 6. But the children of Israel were, uh, they were crossing the Jordan River and uh, they were beginning to take the promised land that God had promised them. And so their first battle was the battle of Jericho. And so they came to a a city that was, that was fenced, that had a very great wall around it. It was a very great city. And uh, so God gave them a plan. But, but then 
God told them, said, don't take of the things of the city because it is a cursed thing. So I don't want you to take any of the things of the city because they are a curse. But he said in verse number 24 that they burnt all of these things that were a curse with fire and all that were therein only. Now, these are the things that they kept for God. Only the silver and the gold and the vessels of brass and of iron they put into the treasury of the house of the Lord. And so we find that, that God took in verse, uh, let me read uh, uh, verse number 19, but all the silver and the gold and vessels of brass and iron are consecrated unto the Lord. They shall come into the treasury of the Lord. Now God took the vessels that were desecrated, the vessels uh, that were dedicated to false religion, that were dedicated to whatever kind of lifestyle, ungodly lifestyle that they were living in Jericho, that these are what these vessels were made for. They were what they were created for. But God took the things that were created for no good, for worldly purposes, and he brought them into the treasury of God, and he made dedicated vessels out of something that were used for ungodly living. So vessels that were used for evil, God took them and he used them for good. We find that, that in biblical times where I believe it was Belshazzar that, that began to have a party. And he went and he had somebody to get the vessels that were used uh, for the house of God. And he brought them into the party and they desecrated the vessels that were dedicated to God. But... God is able to take something that is nothing and make something special out of it. 1 Kings chapter 8 and verse number 4. And they brought up the ark of the Lord and the tabernacle of the congregation. Now this is after Joshua's time, after uh, the battle of Jericho. And all and all the holy vessels that were in the tabernacle. Even those did the priests and the Levites bring up. Where did those vessels come from? Those vessels were conquered through their enemy. And it was vessels that they had taken out of false worship. And vessels that they had taken out of places of king's houses and king's palaces that were used for different purposes. And then they were brought to the house of God and dedicated and consecrated to God. And then after they were dedicated to God, they become holy vessels that were in the tabernacle. So God is able to take things that are 
not holy and use them for his purposes. Now, the scripture said that we are all born and shapen in what? Iniquity. That's what we were born and shapen in. We were born and shapen in iniquity. But God is able to take something that was born and something that was shapen in iniquity and set it up for His mark, for His glory, and for His purpose. I look in the Word of God and there is a story in Second Kings chapter number 4 that deals with the time where Elisha was there and and he comes up on this certain woman. The scripture said that she was a wife of the sons of the prophets. And she told Elisha uh, that, uh, that saying the creditor has come and uh, I don't have the money and I don't have the means to pay the creditor that has come. So the creditor... In order for me to pay my bills, the creditor is going to take my sons. And so, uh, Elijah asked the question. He said, what shall I do for you? What, what, what do I have any, any say so in this matter? And then, being one of the wise of the sons of the prophets, she said, that my husband was a good man. He was a holy man. So she began to describe to him what kind of man's. I am paraphrasing a little bit. The scripture does not mention all of the conversation that was there. But, but my husband was a great man that honored God, that reverenced God. And then Elisha said, what do you have? In your house. And Elisha said unto her. In verse number 2. What shall I do for thee? Tell me. What hast thou in the house? And she said. Thy handmaid. Doesn't have anything in the house. Save a pot of oil. And so. Elisha told her. He said that's. Just enough for God to work a great miracle. He said, go get some empty vessels. I want you to go out and I want you to borrow some vessels abroad. Go to your neighbors, gather together even empty vessels and borrow not a few. In other words, I want you to get a bunch of them. And I want you to go out and I want you to get big vessels. I want you to get little vessels. I want, to, I want you to get square vessels. I want you to get round vessels. I want you to get wide vessels. I want you to get tall vessels. I want you to go out amongst your neighbors. And I want you to borrow all of the vessels that you can possibly borrow. Now I am sure... In that day and time that she was living in. That people questioned now. Now what do you want to borrow my empty vessels for? Now if, if you were at your home and, and your neighbor walked over and said, You got any empty pots or pans that I could borrow? 
what would be your first response? What you need them for? Amen. That's my first response. What, what, what do you need them for? What are you doing? You cooking a meal? You having company? You, what, what's going on here? What do you need them for? And I'm sure as she began to tell the story, the prophet said, come and borrow vessels of my neighbor. And I'm sure there's some said that's about the craziest thing I've ever heard of. And, uh, I, I don't, I don't understand why you need my vessel. My, my neighbor over there's got a perfectly good vessel that he's not using. I've seen it sitting outside. Why don't you go borrow his vessel? So the, she went and she got all the vessels that she possibly could. And she brought them into her house. And when the vessels were all in her house, the prophet of God said, Now I want you to shut the door. And then the next step that I want you to take is you take your pot of oil and you pour into the vessels that you have borrowed. Now, think about this. This was a woman that had nothing. She could not pay her debt. They were coming, the creditors had already told her, we're coming to take your sons for bondmen because you cannot pay your debt. And here the only valuable thing that she had in her house was a pot of oil. And the prophet told her, said, now what I want you to do is I want you to take that pot of oil and pour it into another pot of oil. And so her faith was so that if the prophet said do it, I'm just going to do what the prophet said. Amen. You see, God loves vessels. And God also loves empty vessels. God loves empty things. Now, if you'll read the Bible, and you know this, I know you, you know this because I know that you've been told this many a time, but when we come to God... We must first repent of our sins. Now, what does that do? That empties us out from every evil thought, every evil imagination, everything that is not like God. And then when we repent, we are baptized in the name of Jesus. For what reason? For the remission, the washing away of our sins. So we come up clean. We come up empty we come up a new creature in Christ Jesus then what happens the third step is that when you are totally empty before God that God comes in and he fills that empty vessel with his spirit amen amen and then God loves empty vessels but God does not want you to stay empty. Amen. A lot of people repent and then they stop the progress right there. A lot of people get baptized and then they stop the progress right there. A lot of people receive the Holy Ghost and then they say, oh, this is all there is to it. 
That is only the beginning. Amen. You have got to keep holding the vessel spout up to heaven and let God keep pouring the anointed all of the Holy Ghost all in your vessel until it's running over. Amen. I want to tell you today, this Holy Ghost is still real and it's still for the church today. Amen. It's still as powerful as it ever was and God is still pouring out the Holy Ghost in the New Testament church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then, when God fills you, what God wants you to do is pour yourself out into another empty vessel. If we are not very careful, so many times... We get what we need. Amen. I, I was reading the newspaper this morning. And uh, just so happened, I already knew what I was going to preach. But just so happened, this kind of went along with some of the things I've got to say this morning. And it was talking about people that had made sizable donations to different organizations to help someone else that was needy. And... Uh, you know, there is, there is a lot to say about those who give of themselves and those who give of their finances. Amen. We are here today because men and women have sacrificed that it would allow us to be in this house of worship, to worship the only God, but we can worship the God of our choice. We can worship how we want to worship because men and women have given of themselves. Men and women are today giving of themselves that we could be here and worship and praise Almighty God. I am so thankful for the armed services that, that has given of themselves. Some of you that are here today are veterans. Some of you have been on the battlefield and I thank you very much from the depth of my heart for the sacrifice that has been made and the young men and women today that are sacrificing, that is giving of themselves. Amen. But I want to tell you more and is so much more important than this country is the spiritual realm of things that somebody introduced you to this glorious truth. Amen. Somebody invited you to the house of God. Somebody said, hey, won't you go with me? Let me tell you what God can do for you. Amen. Somebody with the full vessel begin to dump it out into yet another vessel. Amen. I want to tell you today that a vessel is a terrible thing to waste there is people today that need God there is people today that is hungry for God amen there is people that we come in contact with every day that need somebody to tell them about this glorious truth and it's your responsibility to show them the light amen and you will never Find yourself as happy as you are when you're sharing yourself with someone else that's in need. Amen.
that she went and she got vessels and she took what she had. She didn't know what was going to become of it. She didn't know if it was going to profit her. A lot of us are into it. If it profits me, then I'm for it. If I'm going to get any praise or glory, then I'm behind it. If I shall be lifted up, then I'm, I'm for it 100%. But we have got to get to the place that it doesn't matter what I'm going to get out of it. But it matters what he's going to get out of it and what somebody else is going to get out of the blessing that I have to share. Amen. God did not save you for just you. God saved you for a purpose. Amen. That you are connected to other people that need God. And God saved you to reach out to a lost and a dying world that needs help. I want to tell you today that we don't walk by vessels and say, Oh, that one can't be used. Or that one's too dirty. Hey, no, no, no. The lady went out and she said, I'm going, I'm going to get every vessel that I probably can. I'm going to get everything that I can to give to God. That can be used of God. I want to tell you that God is looking for empty vessels today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is looking for people. 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 That is empty. That is hungry. That is hurting. That is in need. God is interested in. In vessels. God is interested in vessels. God is interested. Oh, God is interested in the drug addict today. God is interested in the alcoholic today. God is interested in the prostitute today. God is interested in those that's in the Correctional facilities across this state today. God is interested in vessels. And we drive down the road. We pass the banker. Boy, that would make a good Christian. That would be a blessing to the church. We pass somebody else well known. Man, if I could get them to the house of God. Oh, man, what a blessing they would be to the church. And then we pass a bum that is sitting under the bridge with the bottle in his hand that stinks. And we say, oh, man. Ooh, you think God could use that? Let me remind you, the Scripture reminds us that such were some of you. And you know what the scripture is referring to? Some of you were whoremongers. Some of you were sleazy people. Some of you were drunk. Some of you were drug addicts. Some of you lived on the wrong side of town. Some of you had given yourself to the service of the devil. Such were some of you. But what happened? God seen a vessel. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. God seen a vessel. 
You mean to tell me God's going to find something in Jericho that was an evil, ungodly, perverse, and wicked city that He wants to bring into the temple of the holiest of holies and use for dedicated vessels unto Him? I want to tell you that's where we came from today. Amen. God seen something in you when you were not worth anything. You didn't have a nice house. You didn't have a nice car. You didn't have a good job. You didn't have a beautiful family. But God seen a vessel. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. I'm so thankful. I had the privilege of being raised in the house of God. I cut my teeth on the back of the church pews. But still, God seen something in me that He could use. But I'm no greater than someone that did not have that privilege that God brings in off of the street. A little boy or little girl that comes to Sunday school from a broken home home. Amen. We say what's the use? Why do we work for them? Why do we reach for them? I want to tell you why. It's because it's a vessel and God loves empty vessels. Hallelujah. 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 Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Can you imagine this lady Knocking on her neighbor's door. You got any vessels? You got any empty vessels I could borrow? Well, all I got is this one. This is all I got here. Just an empty vessel. It ain't much. And she says, ah, no. I don't think that would do me any good. I don't think that's that's not really what the prop. That's not, you know, this is kind of an odd vessel. I There they're just an odd duck. They're just a little, they're a little bit different than we are. Sure, they're different than what you are. But they're no different than what you used to be. Oh, we get a little, we get a little too clean. We get a little too proud. We get a little too too good for our own good sometimes and we forget where God brought us from and God is saying hey just go get me some vessels go gather me I don't care what they look like I don't care what they're dressed like I don't care what they smell like just go get me some vessels and bring them to the house of God because God delights in empty vessels and a vessel a vessel a vessel is a terrible thing to waste I look at now Lord being my helper for the next few minutes I'm going to preach about what I came to preach about this morning and so uh, we look at, at our, our lives and how that, that God and, and so, many, so many people today feel like they're, you know, I, 
How many's ever how many's ever really compared yourself amongst somebody else? You, you know, the Bible says don't do that, but we've all done it. And it's not wise, but who said we were wise all the time? We've done some foolish things. So we all, you know, and we sit there and say, oh, I'm just, I don't have it. Like, so-and-so's got it. I, I can't do what they can do. So instead of finding what we can do, we just say, since I can't do that, I'm just going to do nothing. And we take our vessel that God has chosen and we sit there. I look, at, I look at the Apostle Paul before he was, long before he was the Apostle Paul, his name was Saul and he was known as a persecutor of the Christians. I, I know I'm going a little bit slower this morning, but I tell you what, I have felt this all week and God's trying to talk to somebody today. Amen. The Apostle Paul before was known as Saul, the persecutor of the Christians. And he was on his way to Damascus with a letter in his hand to persecute those who was preaching in the name of Jesus. We know the story how a great light from heaven shined down and he fell on his back and he said, Who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus whom thou persecuteth. Is it hard for you to kick against the pricks and so the Lord told him said I want you to go to a place and there's going to be a man that's going to come to you and tell you what you must do so he made his way to the street called straight and there come the word of God to Ananias on the other side of town and Ananias, God said, I want you to go pray for Saul. Whoa. Now, wait just a minute here, God. And no doubt the news had already come. Saul's blind. The Christians are rejoicing. Saul's lost his eyesight. He don't know where we at. He don't know how to catch us. He can't find us no more. God's knocked him down. Praise God. And they're shouting the victory over Saul and his hardship and what has come. It's the judgments of God. Woo! And they're all, they're all just, man, they're having a Holy Ghost shout down. And then the word of God comes to Ananias and he says, I want you to go pray for Saul. Do what? you got to be kidding, right? Now God, don't you know who... Now God, let me remember. Let me, let me remind you. Let me jog your memory a minute. Saul is a man that's been persecuting us. And finally the judgments of God has fell on him. And he's blinded and he can't hurt us anymore. I want you to go pray for him. That he'll receive his sight again. And he's having a conversation with God, trying to talk God out of it. But the Lord said unto him, Ananias, go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel. He is a chosen vessel 
unto me. He's mine. He's my vessel. I know he was born and created and shaped in iniquity, but he belongs to me. I've got him to the place where I I can talk to him and he's willing to repent. And now I want you to go pray for him and tell him what he must do to be saved. Mm. Can you imagine the religious leaders as Ananias says, I got a word from God. I hate to tell you all this, but I got a word from God. And God told me to go pray for that Saul over there on the other side of town. Oh, let's have a general council together. Let's, my goodness, you can't do that. Man, what, what's wrong with you? Have you lost your mind? But God told me that he's a chosen vessel unto me. Now, God can take something that persecuted the church, something that killed people, something that that was holding the coat as they were stoning Stephen, and God can take that vessel, and God can use it. God says, a vessel is a terrible thing to waste. I've seen people that had chances in life. Amen. I was talking to someone just the other night. And I, I was reminiscing about a situation here a few years ago. A young man that come in off of the streets and God filled him with the Holy Ghost. Come in out of the drug world. And God gave him a wonderful chance for about three years. He done outstanding And God was using him, and God was helping him, and God was directing him. And I said, man, a chance of a lifetime. And here, here he is. And then all of a sudden, he starts turning back to the beggarly elements of this world. And I look today at a young man. The last time I heard from him, he was in prison. Because a vessel is a terrible thing to waste. I look at people under the sound of my voice this morning that God has given you an opportunity like no other. I look at young people that has been blessed to sit on these pews day after day, service after service, feel the presence of God, a beautiful vessel of honor that God wants to make out of you. But the devil is leading you in a direction. But I want to tell you, a vessel is a terrible thing to waste. I look at some of you that God has brought in off of the street. And God has filled you with this precious gift of the Holy Ghost. And allowed you to be buried in His wonderful name. And brought you in, cleaned you up. And now you're looking back at the world from which... God delivered you out of. I want to tell you today, the vessel that God has found in you is a terrible thing to waste. Whatever you do this morning, don't waste the vessel that God has found. I believe the scripture says it like this in one place in the word of God. He said He's put His treasure in earthen vessels 
The treasure, what is it? It is a spirit of God that He's placed in earth and vessels that He's allowed you to know Him in the power of the Holy Ghost. Why do you want to go back and waste the vessel? The vessel that has been dedicated becomes desecrated. Because God has given you a chance. And God has given you an opportunity. I thought this would be a little more exciting than this this morning. But I, God, has just, God has just turned it totally different than what I wanted to preach it today. The Apostle Paul says, I am the chief among sinners. I am the least to be called an apostle of God because I have persecuted the church. But God said, oh no. Oh no, Paul. You're going to write the majority of the New Testament. I've got things to show you that I've never shown anybody. In one place the Apostle Paul said, if I told you everything that I have experienced and everything that I saw, you would think I was a madman. I was carried away. I know a man that was carried away into the third heaven and I can't, I can't even explain it. Amen. Why? Because God seen a vessel. God. And God is looking into this church this morning. Somebody listen at me please today. God is looking and he's seeing a vessel. And he's saying I'm going to give you a chance of a lifetime today. Because a vessel is a terrible thing to waste. You say oh I'm not worth anything. I can't do anything. Nobody's ever loved me. Nobody's ever cared about me. Let me tell you this morning, you might have been hurt by gobs of people in this world. Your mama, your daddy, your grandma, your grandpa, your brother, your sister, your friends might have hurt you, but I want to tell you about a God this morning. No matter where you're at, no matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, no matter how many times that you've failed, that you've come up short, God is still looking at you and said, I see a vessel. Don't waste your vessel today. Don't waste your vessel. As they would come to the music, I'm getting ready to close. This is what 1 Peter chapter 2 has to say about you in verse number 9. It says, but ye are a chosen generation. A royal priesthood and holy nation. A peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him who had called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. He said, for which in times past you were not a people, but are now the people 
of God. Used to, you was just an old vessel that was used for serving somebody alcoholic beverages for parties. Used to, you was just an old vessel that was used by the adversary of your soul. Used to, you were just an old, dirty vessel that was set out beside the road to ruin. But ye are now the people of God. Which have not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Ye are a chosen generation. I come to tell somebody this morning, under the sound of my voice, that God has chosen you. God chose you. God picked you when he could have picked anybody else in this world. He looked down and he seen that vessel. And he said, boy, that's one I can use. And the devil would tell you, oh, you're no good for the kingdom of God. You're no good for the church. You're no good for your family. You're not accomplishing anything. The devil is a liar vessel is a terrible thing to waste as we all stand this morning every head bowed every eye closed let's let's just take a moment to talk to the Lord I feel like God is trying to touch someone's heart this morning someone's soul today devil's been giving you the runaround. The devil's been telling you, oh, what's the use? Why is it worth fighting for? Because you belong to God. You are his. You are bought with the price. When Jesus went to Calvary, he had you on his mind. Those drops of blood that run down his face, that burned his eyes. The drops of blood that dripped off the tip of his toes. The pain, the agony that was there, that he suffered. Why are you doing it? on Sunday morning in Sealsby, Texas I'm trying to help someone understand that you're a vessel that God loves and a vessel is a terrible thing to waste hallelujah Help me pray, church, or somebody needs to make their way to this altar right now. The devil's a liar. 
The devil is a deceiver and he's trying to deceive you today. You've got a chance. You've got an opportunity in life. Put the past mistakes behind you. The past failures behind you. I know I was a vessel that was abused. I know I was a vessel that was used by this world. But now, but now, oh God, but now I'm a vessel that I'm committing in the hands of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody else come to this altar today. Oh, it's time to go to the potter's house. Look at the potter's house. You say, oh, I've broken my vessel. I've got a scar in my vessel. But the potter says, oh, let me put it back in my hands again. He didn't discard the vessel, but he broke it and he remade it. In the image that he wanted it to be. And God's not throwing you away today. God's not throwing you away today. But God's calling you to Him. Because God don't want to waste a vessel. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Would you come today? As the church comes, would you come with the church today? Oh, won't you give yourself to the Lord? You'll never regret it. Why don't you make a new commitment to God, young person? You'll never regret it. God's got a work for you. God's got a place for you today. God's got help for you today. In Jesus' name.